Hey everybody, it's Alex here with uh, an update on SAS.USA, which is taking place next year, 31st of May to the 2nd of June, 2023. SAS.USA is heading across the pond to the neon-lit Silicon Hills of Austin, Texas. Three days of networking, learning, and meeting with a ton of investors. SAS.USA will be about 800 attendees, all SAS founders, exec teams, and investors. If you want to join the magic of a SAS.conference for the first time in Austin and get together in person, now is the time to do so. Save hundreds of dollars, get your lowest ever price SAS.USA 2023 ticket in our friends and family sale. This is ending Friday the 2nd of December. Go to sas.com forward slash sas.usa to learn more. Your team is everything you have. Being a founder is just like running the business until you find uh, someone better than you. You have only seven days a week and 24 hours a day. And time management comes to such an important point that if you spend enough time on marketing, yeah, you will not have a great success in product. If you spend some enough time on product, your customer success will explode most probably. To solve this issue, you need to hire some people uh, that can own uh, this job better than you and then you need to keep these talent and hardworking people for a long time with you uh, that's why i always say founders are for the team the team is for the company hey everyone welcome back to the sas revolution show brought to you by sas the conference that helps sas companies get traction growth and scale i'm your host alex thuma and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. All right, welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show. I'm your host, Alex Suma, uh, founder of SaaSdoc, and I'm delighted to be joined today uh, by Osman Koch, uh, who is the, uh, the CEO and co-founder of User Guiding. Uh, welcome, Osman. Yeah, thank you, uh, Alex. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, great to see you again, and thanks for having me. Great to have you on the podcast uh, for the first time. Yeah, as you say, uh, good to see you again. Uh, we we last saw each other, I think, on the Amalfi Coast uh, in Italy at the uh, the Sastock Founder Member Retreat uh, that we had there. Uh, I fondly remember uh, smoking some honey-flavored cigars with you. Yes, uh, we, we did. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were good. I need to get my hands on those uh, uh, again, but uh, I, I definitely uh, uh, enjoyed that. Uh, but it's been, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a few months. And so last time I saw you was in, uh, in Italy, in the Amalfi Coast. Uh, now you're in Sao Paulo. Uh, why are you in Sao Paulo, Osman? Ah, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, we came here uh, to attend the Silicon Valley Web Conference last month. Uh, it is the largest tech event in LATAM. Uh, we were one of the uh, silver sponsors of this event. That's why, actually, I couldn't attend the Sustock Dublin, even though I wanted to be part of it uh, after a great annual retreat in Amalfi. Yeah, I hope we will do that uh, next year. You're 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 forgiven, Osman. But so you've been you went to a conference a month ago, and you're still in Sao Paulo. So you're you're working remotely, or you're looking at building out an office there. Uh, yeah, actually, we have been uh, working remotely for more than uh, three years, and okay. people show great interest in uh, in our booth in 
uh, at the event. Uh, that's why I wanted to stay here uh, for a, a couple of weeks more. Alijan, uh, my co-founder and our head of product, uh, is also with me. And we visit our customers. Uh, we are going to organize a huge event in, uh, in the first week of December as well. We will invite our potential partners, our existing clients, our teammates uh, living in Brazil. We will organize an event in, in I think, uh, 8th of December uh, in Sao Paulo. Okay, very cool, very good. Uh, it's been a while. Sastock has run events in Sao Paulo. We did Sastock Latam a few years uh, back, 2018, 2019, I, I, I want to say. So nothing since COVID, but uh, hopefully we'll be back uh, again in the uh, in, in the future. Um, but we had a great conference in Dublin, and um, yeah, you, you know, looking forward to uh, uh, to next year's one. But Osman, uh, so we know you're the co-founder of User Guiding. We know you're in Sao Paulo, but we don't really know who you are. You, you know, tell us a little bit about, more about yourself. Like, who is, who is Osman Koch? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from uh, Turkey. Uh, I'm 30 years old, uh, and I'm responsible for general administration stuff, including sales, finance, and all operation in, uh, in user guiding. Uh, yeah, uh, we are together with my one of my closest friends, Mohamed. Uh, he's a, he's our C two as well. Uh, yeah, we have been close friends uh, with Mohamed for almost seventeen years. By the way, uh, each co-founder uh, have been close friends for almost ten years in okay. the guiding. Yeah, uh, it's a fun coach. What do you like to do in your? Uh, do you have any spare time? Uh, from being a CEO of the business, like what do you do in your uh, in your spare time? Yeah, uh, I try to read at least a twenty-five pages uh, every day for more than three years. Uh, I I'm prioritizing my reading time uh, as much as possible. I also love horseback riding. Uh, actually, I do. This year, I started to uh, sail. Uh, I also love it. And yeah, nowadays uh, I started to go to gym again uh, with Alijan. Yeah, I'm just gaining uh, some muscles. I love it. Uh, I have not been doing that for for many many years. Yeah, this is this is like how I spend my spare time. Very cool. On the on the on the reading, twenty five pages per per day. Is this all business books? Do you read any non business? Oh, oh, I think, yeah, it's half-half, actually, yeah. You know, sometimes you are so bored uh, with business and you don't need to, you need to uh, change your mindset. And I also read uh, many uh, fiction uh, books in English and in Turkish. I also read some stuff for personal development for uh, to improve my business skills as well. Cool. Very good. Very good. So tell us about the founding story of user guiding uh, then. What, what does user guiding do, first of all? Or, and, and yeah, what is the founding story behind it? Yeah, sure. Actually, uh, in user guiding, we help the applications to improve their product adoption process. Uh, our tool allows product managers, customer success, customer support managers, or any non-technical person uh, create some uh, seamless onboarding experiences in minutes. Um, 
Yeah, before Yüzevi, I think we had a startup studio uh, in Istanbul and we were helping entrepreneurs to build their web applications. Uh, we built almost 10 web applications with different requirements in this company. Um, uh, Alex, um, onboarding users was a common issue we couldn't solve easily. Of course, there were some tools in the market, but uh, most of them have some technical requirements and they were too expensive for startups. Uh, then we decided to go to San Francisco to understand the dynamics of these business. Then we saw uh, we are not alone. Almost every product people we met have similar uh, onboarding issues. Then uh, we decided to build a robust, easy to implement and affordable user onboarding tool for the non-enterprise market. Uh, there's a couple of things there. Well, actually, uh, one, going back to something you said earlier, uh, and I think from what I remember about you. So you say that one of the co-founders you've known for 17 years, so you're 30 years old, so you've known yes. for 17 years, uh, and uh, I think one or two of the others you've known for 10 years or something like that. So you, you've known your co-founders for a very long time, pre-user guiding. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I think, yeah, that was uh, one of the biggest chances I have ever had. Uh, yeah, we have studied at the same high school with Mohammed. Uh, we also went to the same university uh, with him. Uh, Alijan is a close friend of Mohammed uh, from university's American football team. Mert is a good friend of my and mine from uh, Boas University. That's why uh, that's how we can know each other for more more than ten years. And I'm I'm assuming, but and correct me if I'm wrong here, that this is very advantageous for you having these like long-standing, deep relationships uh, with each other. You're effectively friends that know each other and have started a business together. Correct. So is is that fair to say? But also, uh, apart from let's say maybe a lot of the, the strong positives. What are maybe some of the, the drawbacks of uh, working with people that you've known for almost your, mm. the majority of your lifetime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people don't remember uh, for their first five to six years. It is uh, almost majority of my time. Um, uh, Alex, actually, yeah, pro-size, it's countless. I don't want to even uh, enter in this topic. On the con side, um, I, yeah, in the early days of uh, why not partners, our previous business and user guidings uh, first a few uh, years, yeah, uh, sometimes you show more tolerance uh, to your co-founders if you know uh, him for a long time. And yeah, you cannot uh, say, you cannot give the right feedback when the tests are not done on time or deadlines delayed. Uh, but as company grows, our accountability, our responsibility uh, has increased a lot. Uh, yeah, that was the only issue we, we had experienced a couple of times. But I think we also solved these accountability and deadline uh, issues uh, with, with my co-founding team. And you, you mentioned as well that you, you went to San Francisco um, mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember how long did you say you were there for? Uh, yeah, actually, we uh, it was 20, 2017, and yeah, we stayed uh, almost six months in San Francisco. 
what was the benefit then of let's say four co-founders uh, from Turkey, you know, building a SaaS company, going to San Francisco for six months? What what was the benefit for you? Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, actually, this uh, first a few weeks were so stressful for us uh, because uh, we were kind of we're a colleague person, and you know, in our previous uh, business. Uh, Having a technology service business is kind of chaotic. You have to work at least 10 hours, 12 hours every day. And first, a few weeks were so stressful because we, we didn't have any uh, to-dos, any urgent to-dos. Uh, but uh, after we noticed that, um, yeah, this onboarding issue is a huge problem for everybody. Uh, we started to work uh, really hard again. And yeah, that uh, that was great for our motivation. And there is a huge um, entrepreneur uh, community in San Francisco. Uh, that was really good for us. Actually, we met with our early investor and my super advisor, Aykut. Uh, he's our, uh, he's our he is the co-founder and CEO of uh, Mobile Action. Um, yeah, they also help us uh, a lot to build the product and got early traction. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was not easy, Alex, but that was a lot of fun. And uh, what data can you share in, uh, on the company in terms of where you are now? Like uh, revenue, number of people, bootstrapped, venture-backed, you know, any kind of metrics that would be kind of useful for the audience? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, we, we launched user guiding in 2018. And right now we serve almost 1,000 uh, companies from more than 70 different countries. And we are on a path to $2 million in ARR. Uh, hopefully we will celebrate it together in Mykonos uh, as well. Uh, we have raised $1.3 million so far in two different rounds, and both of the rounds were uh, led by Collective Spark, uh, one of the best VCs in Turkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, very, very cool. Uh, how many people did you say uh, within the business? Yeah, 20 people right now. 20 people. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, very good. Yes, hopefully we can celebrate that million in uh, uh, million in Mykonos, we'll call it, uh, uh, in, in, in May. Um, but uh, looking forward to that. So, uh, and and what about some of the lessons that you can share in uh, in building user guiding uh, to where you are now from a revenue side of things? So, just a couple of uh, key lessons that have kind of really helped move the the dial for you. Yeah, uh, sure. The uh, I think the first lessons um, uh, is that. Reaching $1 million in error takes time and requires uh, great effort, especially if you have no experience in B2B, uh, B2B SaaS. Uh, staying calm uh, in every situation is the ultimate skills uh, that we must have. For example, Alex, actually we have a very strange uh, beginning, actually. We reached $2,000 in MRR in our first month but it took almost one and a half years to reach $5,000 in MRR. It was very painful, it was very stressful, but if you believe in the, uh, in the problem you solve, um, yeah, if you can skin in the game uh, enough time, yeah, you will reach seven figures 
in error at some point, uh, but you need to stay calm and focus on the, what you are doing. Uh, yeah, secondly, uh, I know it sounds cliche, uh, but uh, I think, yeah, your team is everything you have. Um, being a founder is just like running the business until you find uh, someone better than you. You have uh, only seven days a week and 24 hours a day. And time management comes to such an important point that uh, if you spend enough time on marketing, yeah, you will not have a great success in product. If you spend some enough time on product, yeah, your customer success uh, will explode most probably. It becomes a zero-sum game in, in the best case scenario. Uh, yeah, you can buy time, but you can build a team that can create time for you. Uh, yeah. Um, the, to solve this issue, yeah, you need you need to hire some people uh, that can own uh, this job better than you, and then you need to uh, keep these talented and hardworking people uh, for a long time with you. Uh, that's why I always say uh, founders are for the team. The team is for the company. This is the second lesson that I learned uh, in this journey. Very cool. Thanks for sharing those. And and, and one one very impressive stat that we uh, I, I learned uh, sort of this year, and that we're going to talk about uh, sort of now in a little bit more detail, uh, is around content marketing and how user guiding has uh, had some pretty good success. Uh, I would say around content marketing and, and, and the results in your your business. And I guess as uh, user guiding is, I think, predominantly serving the SMB market. You know, content marketing as a strategy, you, you know, definitely uh, really kind of helps around that that self serve uh, uh, play uh, as such. Um, and uh, from what I understand, so user guiding has built a content marketing machine that brings in over ten million uh, organic impressions per month. Uh, so, yeah. very good, very good numbers. Uh, I want to kind of go into this uh, a, a little bit. I guess kind of like you, you know to kind of uh, to start with. Um, when did you start content marketing, and what does the what does the content marketing machine uh, and team kind of look like uh, at the moment? So machine team uh, and break it down into what are the, some of the content marketing things that 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 you're doing uh, to to try and get these uh, um, you know impressive results? Yeah. Uh... Uh, we started to doing content marketing in uh, 2019, uh, as I said before, the first uh, uh, half and half a years is uh, we we were we were just uh, trying to solve the product issues, some Epsomo deal stuff. Uh, but in 2019, we started to doing that. Uh, yeah, frankly speaking, our uh, one of uh, our biggest chance is Matt. Um, he's my co-founder. He's leading the growth and marketing team. And Matt had a digital marketing agency before he joined user guiding. And he had been inbound marketing for almost 10 years by now. Uh, on the topic of content marketing, um, there are three main things uh, we have used to uh, improve our organic traffic and revenue generated from it. Uh, the first one, um, Alex, uh, we care valuable content. Uh, the role of 
uh, the, our marketing team is never write or publish any content uh, in the article you won't read. Uh, each piece of content should focus on solving specific problem uh, and it should meet the uh, user search intent. It is, it is so important for us. Uh, we provide users with real solutions. Of course, yeah, even though uh, we, are aim, we are mainly aiming to promote our product, we also list alternative solutions that might fit better in our blogs. Uh, you, your content uh, should be uh, updated as well. That's also a really important point. Uh, content is only available if the information is updated. Uh, we regularly update our content to make sure it still holds a real value. Uh, secondly, uh, rank, uh, rank better and get more organic traffic more. Uh, we need to uh, build an authority around our main topics. Uh, what are they? Uh, user onboarding, product management, uh, growth, hacking, and SaaS. Uh, to build this authority, we cover every aspect of, uh, of, a, of a content with different topic clusters. Um, of course, we also collaborate with other blogs to do that. Uh, this way, we can gain the links we want to article to link to manually build authority for them. Uh, last but uh, not least, Alex, I think this is one of the secret sauce we have. Um, most of our content, uh, most of our customers don't come from obvious articles about our solutions or features. They come from keywords uh, that most SEO tools don't even have data for that. You know, I mean, we find the right keywords. After writing almost 1,000 blog articles, we learned how to find right and high-intent keywords. To find uh, these keywords, and you normally don't, you normally can't find them by only googling it or searching on SEO tools. Mm -hmm. We go over user interviews, sales demos, success interviews, and more qualitative user data. That's that's the thing. We, we learn how to do that. Cool. Very good. Uh, very interesting uh, uh, tip there. I mean, all, all three, but certainly at the end, because I think, yeah, when people think about keyword research and SEO, I, I would imagine you say the <clears throat> first thing they do is like looking at, I don't know, Google search or whatever it's called, or, you know, HREFs and these kind of platforms, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, forgetting actually, maybe it's the customer, like speaking to the customer and you, you're getting... Uh, um, really great insights and valuable insights from that. And, you, you know, certainly Sastock as well. Look, we, we probably, uh, I'm, maybe I'm too sort of critical, but um, we probably don't speak to customers enough. But when we do, uh, you know, we just get such important, um, you, you know, learnings and lessons from them, right, which are, uh, are really invaluable. So I think, uh, you know, constantly speaking to your customers can be a real uh, key secret source to, uh, to, to any startup. Um, so that's kind of good to see. Do, do you guys, so you talk, you said a thousand blog posts uh, you, you mentioned there. Um, how many are you published? What's the kind of the cadence of publishing? Is it one a month? Is it one a week? Is it five a week? Um, what, 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 is it, what does it look like? Uh, 
Yeah, there is a, a big uh, content team uh, in in user guiding. We're also working with uh, really good names uh, as a, a ghostwriter or freelance writer for user guiding. Uh, we we share uh, more than fifty uh, new articles um, nowadays uh, from the beginning of this uh, uh, this quarter. And there are also a lot of uh, rework uh, in user guiding. Reworking mm -hmm. is the second important thing. Uh, what our content team uh, is owning. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, actually, we are we are sharing uh, 40, 50 new articles every every month. Okay, well, very very cool. Uh, so high high volume there. Um, and then outside of the like say written articles. Uh, is user guiding doing, uh, you know, out of curiosity, anything, audio, video? Uh, what does your content marketing and in strategy look like for other formats? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. We have our own uh, podcast. Uh, it is called Onboard. Uh, mm -hmm. Our marketing team uh, is uh, hosting some uh, product managers, CEOs and founders, and we are basically talking about how they are onboarding new users, how they are uh, creating this product adoption uh, process. And the content team is also creating some short videos on YouTube. Uh, yeah, we are, we are trying to uh, create some content for TikTok and Instagram as well. Uh, Sarah, uh, yeah, she is doing great in creating some uh, short uh, videos. Uh, yeah, cool, very good. Uh, I'm I'm dabbling in TikTok uh, as well, yeah. so please do do follow me um, and and also for, for for the listeners, check it out. I'm posting daily uh, and just kind oh, of like, I didn't re know that. Re repurposing uh, some of the best clips from uh, the podcast, and I'm looking at my strategy there. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely quite bullish about uh, uh, about TikTok uh, uh, as well as the the podcast that we do. Um, what about uh, so that, obviously? Thanks for sharing those kind of tips in terms of like your your inbound marketing, what you're doing there. Um, what advice do you have for those that are listening? Uh, you know, the early stage founders, SaaS founders that are looking at starting inbound marketing and want to improve inbound marketing. What 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 advice can you share? Yeah, uh, Alex. Yeah, as you know, every business is unique, and it's uh, almost impossible to know what's going to work or what's not going to work uh, if you have a try. Uh, but I think I can share uh, two quick uh, tips uh, with the audience. Uh, the first one, uh, staying, top, uh, staying on top of articles and constantly updating your content is, is a must. Uh, if, if a blog article is ranking but not uh, where you want it to be, uh, you must constantly rework with related and up-to-date content through uh, proper research. It's, it's so important. And at User Guiding, as I said before, we do more reworks and updates than we create new content to improve our rankings. And there are some in instances uh, yeah, where we go from the third page, the second page, uh, to the top. Uh, top three results in a week. Uh, uh, the second one, um, uh, these founders, these marketers uh, need to re read good blogs and analyze their content. Yeah, you know, good content isn't uh, something new that you need to 
inventing from scratch. And many businesses have done that for many years. Um, yeah, you can follow in, in their footprints uh, to get a good and better content strategy. Uh, yeah, I also strongly suggest uh, all of our listeners to follow user guidance vlogs. By the way, uh, yeah, I, I I still spend a good amount of time every week on our blog. Yeah, they can also uh, they can also take a look at. We have also some posts uh, about what kind of uh, articles, what kind of influencers they need to follow. Yeah, they can also take a look at user guidance blogs as well. So when you say you spend a lot of time on the user guiding blog, is this uh, in terms of you reading the content or you creating some of the content? Yeah, um, honestly, um, uh, I'm not creating content uh, for user guiding blog anymore because our marketing team uh, doesn't like uh, my, 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 my style. Actually, they, they, they are working with more professional persons, but I am helping them to... Uh, find some new keywords, find some new topics that uh, what we are talking in SaaS talk, what we are talking in our uh, meetings with other founders. Uh, yeah, I mostly read uh, what they created for, for me, for, for the team, for other, uh, other people. In, in the early days of user guiding, were you creating any blog content? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and and when, when did you stop? Was it after year one, after year two? As soon as you had a marketing hire, when when did you stop writing content? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, when we hired uh, Salman, uh, he's leading the, all this content marketing stuff. Yeah, I I stopped it, uh, and I was I was writing a few articles uh, first in the first year. And Salman was uh, with us for more than more than three years. Uh, when Salman attended the team, yeah, I, I, I stopped. And you know, my schedule uh, be- became uh, more more busier uh, than before. That's also why I stopped uh, writing for for our uh, blog as well. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, we're moving into the uh, the quickish uh, fire round. Uh, got a few questions for you, Osman. So, uh, are you ready for this? Um, uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right. What one thing has moved the needle the most for user guiding? Uh, yeah, um, that's a that's a very good question. Uh, I think um, that was defining our ideal customer profile and anti-use cases uh, in a product-led uh, growth uh, mindset. It accelerates our growth significantly. Uh, before doing that, we invested our time with some enterprise uh, deals. They were looking for some on-premise installation. Uh, they they require some really enterprise kind of requirements. Yeah, that's uh, how we accelerate our growth, uh, defining the ideal and anti-ideal use cases in in user guiding. Very cool. What about uh, what's the best advice you ever received? Uh, yeah, I always talk uh, talk about Icut, uh, the founder and CEO of uh, Mobile Action. I got the best advice from him. I think uh, it was uh, done is better than perfect. Uh, in user guiding, we believe in iterations. We always look for some quick and dirty solution uh, before uh, heavily investing our time. 
Very cool. No, I, li I like that one. Uh, and what's the, the biggest failure you've ever made and the lesson learned from that? Uh, okay, yeah. Questions are becoming difficult and difficult. <laughs> I hope I, I, I can answer this one. Um, I, 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 as I said before, yeah, the first uh, one and a half year, two years were so stressful. And um, I think that was our Epsom deal. Um, Alex, uh, actually, even though I don't think it's not a, it was a mistake anymore, but that was our Epsomobile. Yeah, we we couldn't raise money, we couldn't uh, find any debt from financial institutions, and that was the only choice uh, left for us to survive. Mm. Uh, the first few weeks were like a dream in Epsomo. We mm -hmm. sold thousands of deals uh, to hundreds of people from all over the world, but uh, customer support workload were crazy, actually. Yeah, we were trying to work uh, in a shift at least 12 hours, 15 hours every day. There was yeah. no any teammates in user guiding. Uh, yeah, and that was incredibly stressful for us. Uh, but I think that was worth it. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that made user guiding a really robust product. But even you even... W would you do it again? No. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. No. Okay. No, absolutely no. Because we were almost burned out. Uh, yeah. Um, Alex, that was that was hard. That was hard for us. Yeah. But, um, but right now, I'm I'm sorry, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that was absolutely worth it. Yeah. I wouldn't do that now, but absolutely that was not a uh, that was not a big regret for me anymore. Yeah. Okay, very cool. What about the hardest thing being a CEO? Uh, yeah, uh, I think alignment issues uh, is the uh, is the hardest thing uh, about being a CEO. Uh, yeah, you know there there are many business as usual in your calendar. There are also some uh, pop ups and urgent to dos every time. Uh, yeah, I think alignment issues uh, is the is the hardest thing. Um, I have ever had do, in, in, in. Do, you, do you have any thoughts on how you solve alignment issues or what do you do to try and be better aligned? Hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I took two different actions. Uh, first, I hired Hakan. He's our first intern. Uh, he has been with us for uh, almost uh, four years and he's like on my backbone. He's solving all operation stuff. Uh, the second one, uh, yeah, we have been trying to use OKR uh, for almost two years. Mm -hmm. And frankly speaking, the first year was not that productive. But right now, uh, we could connect all um, uh, all teams under one uh, big purpose, and mm -hmm. that also solved uh, my most of my alignment issues. Okay, very cool. Uh, good stuff. Uh, what about your daily routine? What does that look like? Yeah, and yeah, many of our team members are in Turkey. We have three people in Brazil, and there's some uh, time difference between Istanbul and uh, Sao Paulo. That's why I have a very quite different uh, daily routine in Istanbul. I wake up 6.30, 7 a.m. In, in mornings, and yeah, uh, I have uh, breakfast, and I go to WeWork. I'm in WeWork in in. Uh, in Sao Paulo, uh, I, uh, I, we have a daily meeting with Hakan at 7 a.m. every day. 
and we planned the day, actually we solved uh, the issues from the last day. And I worked until 3 p.m. and I go to a uh, gym with Ali Jan and have lunch um, until 5 p.m. I think. Yeah, then uh, I also get things done from 5 to 9 p.m. Usually at 9 p.m. I turn off my computer and start reading and watching some some stuff until I go to bed. Downtime, very good, uh, good stuff. I if anything, you you know, are, are you uh, worried about anything in, in 2023? Obviously, there there's a you know recession, market downturn. It's a new year, big plans for user guiding. Uh, is there any, anything that you're worried about, or that's keeping you up at night? Yeah, I'm a very optimist man, uh, Alex. Actually, uh, and sometimes I have many disadvantages of being that optimist, but. Uh, I, I worry that this economic recession will get worse. Uh, I hope it will not, but this is the only thing I worry about the next year. Yeah, since building user guiding, we have seen a global pandemic, interstate conflicts, wars, one major economic recession. I hope next year will be much better, actually. That's not good for people, that's not good for good for. Uh, for business as well, yeah, I hope it will it will solve. And yeah, there are some. Uh, we we are aiming to reach ten million dollars in error in less than three years. And yeah, we need to keep uh, um, doing good stuff in inbound marketing. But we have, we also have to hack outbound paid and referral marketing as well. Uh, we also need to build some great features uh, while keeping the product robust level at the same. Uh, yeah, I hope it will be a great year for Thanks everybody. Me too, me too. Uh, and I, I love uh, the the optimism as well. Uh, and so, you're, uh, as as we come to the end of the podcast, uh, let me just say, obviously, you're you're a SaaS founder member. So we mentioned the retreat in Alfie that that you joined uh, earlier this year for our, our honey flavored cigars. Um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, get a sense, uh, and also for the listeners of you, you know why you joined the SaaS founder membership, what it is uh, uh, to you, um, and 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 yeah, um, uh, can you answer that? Uh, yeah. Um... Mm, yeah, we were, we have already discussed how hard it is to achieve one million dollars in error. Blah blah. Uh, it was hard, but probably not that hard to achieve from one to ten million dollar error. I remember the uh, the headline on your previous uh, website. I love that actually. It was like you are not alone in your journey to ten million dollars error. When I saw it, I said, yeah. We should be part of it. Actually, that was that was the catchiest uh, headline uh, I have ever seen. Um, yeah, um, I love Sastop Founder uh, community. Uh, even though we have um, such great workshops, my favorite thing about Sastop is our founder circles. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to explain it uh, in one sentence for our listeners. Uh, as a group of five to six founders. We have recurring online meetings every month and we share our experience, progress, best use cases and plans uh, for the next uh, next period of time. We also discuss all kinds of problems um, with partners, investors, uh, team, customers. Transparently, uh, we brainstorm and create alternative solutions for our real world challenges. 
yeah, that's uh, that make uh, that makes my Southstep experience really special. Having this kind of uh, people have same problems uh, I have. Well, great. No, I appreciate you sharing that, and it's why we built the the SaaS.founder founder membership, right? We know how difficult it is in, in building a business and, you know, a SaaS business in particular in, in, in this case. So like rather than going it alone and you, you mentioned the, uh, the strap line that we, that we had, it's like people don't need to go it alone, right? There are other people that are, have the same problems as you and are going through the same problems or have been through this before and have the recipe of how to do it. So to tap into, you know, a support group and a network, it, it just makes so much sense rather than trying to figure it out all yourself and, you, you know, being lonely and, you know, uh, taking everything on board uh, yourself yeah. and being sort of stressful, right? So, yeah. Alex, I just, I just wanted to add something. Yeah, you know, there are some great content uh, online and there are some also course, uh, yeah, you can uh, enroll. But... Uh, there are sometimes you have some specific problems and it is really difficult to find a solution prior uh, to consume. And these retreats, annual retreats, these founder circles, yeah, they are uh, offering some specific solution uh, for your own, need, own needs and for your own problems. That, that is really special and not very common in our world. Yeah. No, no, definitely. It's a great uh, opportunity for founders to to tackle these specific sort of problems. So um, I'm glad that it's offering value and that you're a, a great member uh, as well. And uh, so final question, what, what's next for user guiding then? So uh, I think we, we, we covered it a little bit of what you're thinking about for next year. But uh, but yeah, just um, to wrap it up, what's next for user guiding? Yeah, um, uh, we... we... We will continue to invest heavily in uh, inbound marketing and uh, product marketing. Even though we have some uh, good numbers, there are, there are still many rooms for improvement. Uh, we are trying to uh, have this success in different languages. Uh, right now, we are creating some content in Portuguese, Spanish, French, Italian. And we will also hack this uh, market. And yeah, as I said before, yeah, we also need to uh, build some uh, features, uh, but we must keep the product uh, at the same robust level. It is it is our main uh, strategy from the day zero, Alex, actually. Easy to implement uh, and easy to set up is our main focus. And we can create many uh, features, but it will hurt our usability and user onboarding. And yeah, there, there, there's a playbook to reach 1 million to 10 million, as, as we already discussed. I hope, yeah, we will see uh, $10 million in error in less than three years. Cool. Very good. Very good. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back to this, uh, you know, uh, this podcast where, where you said in three years' time we'll be there uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate uh, uh, as well when you, when you get there. Um, but, uh, Osman, thanks so much for being a great guest on the SaaS Revolution show. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in, in Sao Paulo and, uh, and next Peru. Uh, I'll see you in Mykonos in, uh, in May at the SASL Founder Member Retreat. So looking forward to that. Please don't forget the, uh, the honey-flavored cigars. And, um, yes, I will do yeah, that. Yeah, uh, but looking forward to it. And thanks so much for being a great guest on the SASL Revolution show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun for me. I hope I could share a few quick tips to the audience. 
yeah, and I can't wait to see you in person in Mykonos as well. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS conferences around the world. Want exclusive SaaS content and actionable insights to grow your SaaS? Join our community of over 36,000 SaaS founders at sasdoc.com.